Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where we give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McAniff. I am here with Janet. Janet, how are you? I am doing well. Excellent. Well, what are we talking about today? Um, Every once in a while, I think about times when we talk about terms or we uh, discuss certain things, but we don't always explain the simple reason why. And I think that can be helpful sometimes. So this is a simple why. And the topic is why routine is so important with people with dementia. Makes sense to me. I mean, a lot of people know that routine is important, but maybe they don't understand why that is. And, um, you know, accommodating somebody's needs, I think, are a lot easier when you understand why it's so important to accommodate their needs. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, people are becoming more and more aware of the level of burnout of caregivers, be it family members or professional caregivers. And a lot of times you find yourself saying, why am I doing this? So if you understand why, it might help a little bit. Absolutely, and I think that burnout is also a big thing when somebody's never going to get better, right? Like you're providing care. We're used to, you know, we help somebody out. They start feeling better. We're rewarded by them feeling better. But when it's a losing battle, no matter how great of a care you give, that burnout is is extraordinarily tough when you're dealing with dementia. Yes. So I'm trying to... um learn from you in terms of you're the uh, the, the podcast king here yep. and the way you organize um, topics. I'm trying to break them down. To, these are two types or these is three things so people can follow it better. Perfect. Um, in talking with um, Alzheimer's, I had saved this article that I had come across back in August and it was explaining that um, with dementia, it becomes difficult for people to learn new things. And with dementia, um, the memory of a routine can often be maintained through the middle stages of dementia. So that's where routine can be an asset. And in the article that I wrote, it, I read, it broke it down very um, simply, and it was referring to two types of routine. And one routine is things that happen regularly, like on a daily basis. You know, you eat breakfast, you read a magazine, you get your hair done on Friday, whatever that type of thing is. That's things that happen uh, regularly. The other type of routine is the order in which tasks are completed. And oftentimes someone's getting ready for bed. The first thing they do is brush their teeth or wash their face and then put their pajamas on. For someone else it might be put the pajamas on, then brush your teeth, then wash your face. And to do that task in the same order is a routine that is very, very helpful. And what it does is it it enables them to um, fall into something that's more calming, easier to, to, to remember. Mm-hmm. And one point that came through is to remind people in the earlier stages of dementia, that's really tough for the client because they're probably aware that something's going on with their memory, so they're particularly frustrated and their anxiety gets up there. So whatever you can do 
to help maintain those routines, you're reinforcing that you're okay, you can do this, this is how we do it. You know, so that that works out um, very well that way. Um, It went on to talk about that uh, there are three major benefits for routines with dementia. And one is it maintains someone's function. They get their exercise, both physically or mentally, and the more they repeat something, the more likely they are to hold on to that memory. Um, another reason is it reduces anxiety because predictability lowers anxiety. Now, if you're a professional athlete, if you're one of the Bruins or one of the Patriots and you like sports, one of the things they thrive on is the unpredictability. They don't want to be predictable. They try and figure out what the other guy's doing. This is the reverse. You really want predictability. You want to know that the toothbrush is going to be on the left-hand side of the sink because then it's one more thing to calm you down. Helps with the anxiety. Yeah, not only just calm you down, but also not to get worked up over in the first place. Yeah, did I lose it? Yeah, absolutely. And that sparks all of that concern. And we've seen it plenty of times with clients that it can be a a downhill, you know, downward spiral there where it's just like, you know, that small little thing triggered somebody. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where it's very, very helpful for the, um, the caregivers as well because they can be more organized. And, you know, you can hit a stage where people can ask repetitive questions. um, And it's almost like a little kid saying, when's dinner, when's dinner? Or where's my sweater? And you're busy and it's like pressing on your last nerve. Yeah. So the more of a a routine you have, it can help with that stress. And a third thing is it allows for some independence. And this is where I was referring to earlier, especially in earlier stages of dementia, people are somewhat aware that they're having some cognitive difficulties and activities that they can handle with just some guiding or just some cueing gives them a sense of independence and gives them some some purpose and self-esteem and confidence. And it may be something as simple as folding laundry or just certain tasks that they can do. And one example I had heard about was, say your mom's someone who always did the dishes. Let her do the dishes. But as that dementia progresses and the memory um, declines, maybe you have to have her leave her fewer dishes to do. Or for everybody's safety, maybe you got to go over to plastic dishes. I was going to say plastic or paper dishes. That way if they break. Exactly. Take away the steak knife, but put the others in there. So you're transitioning, but you're still maintaining a routine that can be familiar. And one thing that was in the article that I saw as a double-edged sword is it was saying how important consistent caregivers are. And we believe that having consistent caregivers is very valuable, and there's a a predictability, and you develop a bond. But one of the things that we also see day in and day out is if you have a live-in situation or a 24-hour situation, it's good to have that be more than one caregiver, like with a live-in, a 4-3 split. And the reason for that is you're helping to avoid burnout in the caregivers, which runs rampant with some of these cases. But aside from that, it gives them the ability to be familiar with a second person. Because one of the hardest things with someone with dementia is to have to send a fill-in 
because somebody went on vacation and they may be very, very skilled at what they do, but they may not know that the toothbrush goes at this angle or whatever else. They don't know the exact routine of every moment of the day. Right. So you have two people that know the routine and you have a bit of a backup. Yeah. You know? So I think that um, really helps. And it was um, one of the other things they talked about, which I thought was made sense. And uh, I laugh when I hear about uh, talking to women who say, my husband wears the same shirt every Saturday. Well, maybe it's his favorite shirt when he mows the lawn. But you may find someone with dementia, they're going to keep going to that same shirt in the closet. So suggestions are either rotate the the clothing so there's a couple things that they like or go buy duplicates yeah. so that you can put some things in the wash and they don't know the difference. I go buy duplicates of the ones I like the most just so that I can wear it more than once or twice during the week. There you go. Um, and again, that's a whole calming thing. So this was just one of those simple, why do we do this? But if you understand it a little bit, sometimes that can even pull your own anxiety down. Absolutely. And you can just realize that there's a rhyme and reason for all of these these regimented schedules and how important it is to to be on time and 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 or leave at a certain time like i think about adult daycare centers you know they have to get people in at a certain time people out at a certain time and not only because of budget reasons not only because they have a staff and not only because people are expecting them to be there and home at certain times but a lot of those people there have dementia Absolutely. and when you give them a consistent day where they know that they're going to be leaving at a certain time or getting there at a certain time it keeps the the routine going when those people are there two three four and sometimes five days a week and they get in their routine that they understand what they need to do yeah absolutely and when you have behavior issues which can often come up a lot of times they're triggered by a break in a routine yeah so you may have to break the routine, but just know that you're kind of headed into a little bit of uncharted waters when you do that. And, you know, when you have when you have private home care in the home with somebody that has dementia, on a long enough time scale, you're going to have a change in the caregiver. Uh, something might happen in their lives. There's going to be a vacation. There's going mm-hmm. to be something that occurs. Somebody gets sick that, that the apple cart is going to get a little tipsy. And so you need to be prepared for that and you need to accept that, you know, a a short of you being the caregiver 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is unlikely to happen for a long period of time anyways, there's going to have to be some changes made just like there were the the initial change was made to bring a caregiver in. Excellent point. You may have been the, the family caregiver for a long time. And then you got burned out and you say, we need to pay some more. You know, work's no longer going to be flexible. Whatever happens in which you're, you're put into a situation where the, the most reasonable um, solution is private home care, that's the change right there. And just knowing that, you know, ideally that person's going to work out. And if they do, and it works out for a long period of time, great. But, you know, just like yourself, situations come up, things need to change emergencies do occur vacations and weddings and funerals do happen and there's going to be the need of that change and every once in a while unfortunately your mom or your dad that has dementia is going to have a bad day and you know yep. there's there's no avoiding that even as much you can put all the the routines good but it's not a guarantee <laughs> <You know? laughs> absolutely i mean god forbid you know like you know what what what, if, what do you think might have happened here's a here's an example with um you know, it's obviously a bit more local, but the bombings of the marathon. So people were used to watching their certain show 
on their certain dial. And then all of a sudden, every local news station broke in to the, the marathon saying there's been a bombing at the marathon. And somebody, you know that somebody in Massachusetts must have freaked out that Judge Judy wasn't going to be on or whatever mm-hmm. show they always watch. And that triggered something and there's nothing any caregiver could do about it. That's just life. But it's going to happen. That's an excellent example. I happened to be walking down the hall in an assisted living in a memory care unit during that bombing. All right. And like you say, there's two points to that. There's the people like, well, who changed the channel? Where's Judge Judy? And that can set off certain triggers. And then there's people that suddenly see bombing, and especially with some men, they think they're back in the war. And you've got all of this trigger stuff going on. And... All, you know, sometimes you can shut the TV off, and, and that's what I help some folks do. And it's like, let's go do listen to some music down in the living room while yeah. I'm here, you know? <laughs> but that's an excellent example. Yeah, so, I mean, that's but it's it's something to have. It's in, in the thing with everything in life that as I get a little bit older and older and older and I, I become uh, more, I become wiser, Wise. you got to have a plan. And that doesn't mean that the plan's going to be perfect every single time, but having a... In my personal opinion, having a bad plan is still better than having no plan at all because <laughs> at least you have a plan and you can always shape it, rework it, and improve upon it as the plan is moving forward. But you need a foundation to start with, and that's why you have you know, consistent caregivers ideally and the, the same routine and the reasons for that routine and things like that. Yep. Excellent. Janet. Clearly, you know your stuff when it comes to dementia. You picked this one out, and I think it was a great one to pick. So hopefully you enjoyed it all out there in the, the podcast land of listening. I appreciate all you, all the listeners that do uh, uh, come in or, or turn us on on their podcasts and listen to us. We do appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind rating us or giving us a thumbs up or five stars, we would appreciate it. On, a, on another note, I can't even get into iTunes. I don't even know how to do it. I'm, I'm, we're locked out, so I don't even know what our rating is over at iTunes. I have no clue. It could be one it stars. must be awesome. It could be one it stars for all I know. But I, I've, I've t- tweeted at Apple support. They're no help to me. They, you know, I don't know. So whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, thank you. Janet, great job. Ryan, I'd like awesome. to say a very good job as well. There you go. We'll catch you on the next one.